0: the clemson dubcast friday august 27th man it's been a busy three weeks at tigerillustrated.com lots of new subscribers lots of great content we are shifting back to the normal routine with the start of the season game week is almost upon us and man is it exciting given the magnitude of this uh monster top five matchup between the tigers and the dogs in charlotte at parhamlaw.com that's p-a-r-h-a-m law.com
1: football season is grilling season and jack oliver's pool spa and patio is south carolina's premier source for the big three weber traeger and big green egg grills blackstone griddles too i'm jack oliver grill all your tailgate favorites to perfection with a premium gas charcoal or pellet grill then top it all off with something sizzling from your blackstone griddle For grills, griddles, patio furniture, hot tubs, and saunas, shop in store or online at Jack Oliver's Pool Spa and Patio, Forest Drive in Columbia, and jackoliverpools.com.
0: Solero Communications, formerly known as Tandem Payment, is a full-service, integrated electronic payments provider powered by leading-edge technology. Solero provides a wide array of merchant solutions, simplified payments. They make onboarding, taking payments, maintaining risk management and compliance, and getting support quick and easy. At Solero, they're all about helping helping you achieve sustainable growth as a business. Taking payments isn't the only thing your business needs. With Celero's solutions, you can manage inventory, sell products and services via social media, schedule staff, track sales, get reports, and much, much more. Find out more about Celero at celerocommerce.com. That's C-E-L-E-R-O commerce.com. Okay, a great recent addition to the Clemson area has been Kite Hill Brewing Company, first brewery in Clemson. Went over there to talk to their co-owners today, along with their head brewer, Mike Fuller, who happens to be a TI subscriber. A lot of fun learning about sort of the background, how they got started. Really interesting story, how it all came together. All right, here we go. Enjoy. Okay, joined by Mike Fuller about to talk about something near and dear to the hearts, or to my heart, and to the heart of a lot of listeners, a lot of people in Tiger Illustrated. Beer. Thanks for joining us, man. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Thanks, Larry. Great to uh, great to be on, man.
0: So, well, you're a Tiger Illustrated subscriber, yes, sir. As well, long time, and I think that's one of the one of the connections that that we made. Um, Kite Hill Brewing Company. We were actually on the premises. Um, y'all have done a fantastic job Thank so you, far, and uh, appreciate it. I, and you're the head brewer. Is that the yes, official sir. title? Yes, sir. Okay. Yeah, I
2: came on uh, March of this year. So, yeah, we opened up July 4th and, uh, yeah, been, it's been a lot of work, but, uh, yeah, we're getting into gear and getting ready and prep for, uh, the busy season. So, yeah, it's been exciting.
0: What's your, your story? I, I I know you were, based on my recollection, you went to school at Clemson. uh, So I actually
2: went to Tri-County. Okay. Yeah, I grew up, um, I grew up in Rock Hill, um, wasn't you know a huge Clemson fan until, gosh, I think it was '98. Um, my buddy and his dad brought me up for a, a Carolina game um, in '98, and we won that year. And that's the last. Got, that's
0: the Brad Scott. Yeah, Tommy yeah. Lest, uh, yeah.
2: Farewell. Yeah, I think <laughs> uh, Woody Dansler was in there that time. Um, but uh, yeah, it was. Uh, it was an awesome experience like you know I was 10 years old we got to run down on the field and you know get gloves from the players you know that you know the whole deal there and uh yeah loved it and um didn't come back until probably 2001 uh Florida State and that was like such an amazing game um and yeah I was a I was a you know a true fan after that one but um Yeah, my brother went here, Uh, he's six years older than me, and he came to Clemson, and I was like, man, I just, I got to be out there, and, uh, but yeah, I went to Tri-County, like, sitting in a classroom was kind of my hell back then, (laughs) Um, so yeah, I just got a business degree, and all I really wanted to do was uh, move out west, and uh, that's what I did after getting my business degree at Tri-County, and that's where i really fell in love with the craft beer scene it wasn't really you know kicking around here at that point um and got out there and it was just you know everywhere and like the quality was just so much more than i was used to you know you know drinking you know natty lights on game days you know (laughs) a little different experience but yeah getting out there and just uh Kind of just experiencing the community behind craft beer is was super cool, um, and just you know again like the quality and you know finally having like some respect for alcohol and you know um, not just what it is but you know what goes behind it the hard work and um, started homebrewing out there and just really love the science behind it and then I guess around 2014. Uh, Asheville started a uh, two-year associate's degree in uh, fermentation science so moved back home my brother was having kids my parents were pushing me to come back and always wanted to live in Asheville and that was kind of a, a perfect you know um, segue into getting back east and uh, went through that program um did my internship at Oscar Blues in Brevard, which was a super cool experience. And uh, yeah, after I graduated the program, moved to Wilmington, North Carolina, and um, kind of cut my teeth at New Anthem Beer Project. Um, they were just opening, I was their first uh, production hire, and uh, yeah, that was an amazing experience if anybody's ever had, you know, their beers, they specialize in IPAs, but uh, they're some of the best IPAs in the country. Learned a lot there. Um, and then was there for about a year and was just like kind of itching to get back to Asheville. Um, I loved it up there, you know, you know big whitewater kayaker, fly fisherman. Um, so that was, that was kind of my home. So got called back to Asheville, um, worked a little bit in the industry and um, I was a fly fishing guide for about a year and a half and just, you know, this new brewery, Dissolver, opened up and um, they just had an awesome plan, an awesome marketing scheme. Um, They were making great beer and I really wanted to get back into the industry and uh, they hired me as a brewer and (laughs) we opened up right before COVID, uh, December of 2019. And uh, yeah, started, started working with them and then COVID hit. And yeah, we're, you know, a pretty, pretty large scale brewery in the middle of Asheville, you know, going into COVID was tough. Um, But yeah, we went from, I think, 20 employees to down to seven or eight. Wow. So yeah, 2020 was a tough year because we did not stop. Um, And, uh, but we got through it. Um, We basically had to can everything we had in production for the tap room, um, and continue canning, um, uh, throughout the year just to get product, you know, to the market. Um, which is super cool. The, um, you know, the community there like fully supported local business, which was awesome. So we were doing to go sales out of, out of house and, um, yeah, we were able to get through it and, uh, yeah, they were, they were crushing it. Um, loved working there I actually took over the sour production side um, which is super cool and new for me and um, yeah it was I guess December of 2020 I actually got COVID Um, super mild case luckily and uh, I was just in quarantine and um, I got on uh, this site called Pro Brewer it's basically a forum for you know the industry and they do job classifieds and all that, and I was I was like, I wonder what the job market's doing, and uh, got on their their job listing um, page, and the first ad was head brewer in Clemson, um, so it was pretty serendipitous how that happened. I'd always wanted to open a brewery here in Clemson and bring something back to Clemson, um, especially because there hasn't been one, and. Uh, like I did my uh, my senior thesis um, project in uh, brewing school was actually on the Astro. Uh, that was kind of my dream was to, you know, bring that place back to life and, uh, you know, bring something new to Clemson. Um, and, you know, for one reason or the other, that didn't, you know, work out. And, uh, you know, that dream kind of died there. But until I find, found Brian and Bobby and uh, they had the green light to, to do this thing i was you know that kind of fire was sparked again so it's been it's been awesome so far
0: some things want to unpack like i have only a very basic knowledge of the the industry and you're talking about having to revert to canning uh, Uh as the as the primary uh revenue stream when covid hits yeah am i i've heard sort of like sort of anecdotal accounts of of how things have evolved with brewing it, it at a, at one point it was about, uh, largely about, uh, canning and distributing your, the product that way. But then yep. I guess the big, the big dogs kind of took over that in, in a, to, to a large degree. And now it's more about actually uh, yeah, having people come to your premises it's been and drink
2: such it. an, and like, I got in, you know, fairly late, I guess, you know, um, this whole craft beer thing kind of started you know mid 2000s 2005 six is when they really started picking up and uh, by the time i was in school i mean asheville had i think 25 breweries wow. yeah and i mean now they have like 55 in the county Jeez. Um, and like you know 40 in the city um so yeah it's just kind of blown up but yeah you're right like you know back in the day you know the big guys kind of ruled the market. And, you know, growth is inevitable in this industry, especially if you're doing well. And to do that, you have to go into distribution, um, especially at that time. Um, And just getting, you know, more of a, you know, a hold on a larger market um, is kind of, you know, what kept those guys alive. But, uh, you know, now, I mean, we've got... 9,000 plus breweries in the US. Mm. So, you know, everybody can't operate on that scale. Um, So, yeah, tap room is, you know, your margins are way better. Um, It's, you know, it's actually what, uh, like, we strive to do here is have more of a communal space instead of just, you know, mass production and, uh, you know, getting our market out there or getting our brand out there. it's it's more about keeping it in house we're 100 percent sales out of house um and that's you know for this foreseeable for future now. that's that's where we're that's where we're sitting and want to be so,
0: so, so that actually distributing in uh retail is something like maybe a next phase that y'all it is consider? it
2: is and it's really not um tempting because south carolina distribution laws are pretty tough um How's that? you just have to go through the three tier system so you can't self-distribute in south carolina um which you know can wreck your margins if you're on a smaller scale um so until that happens um i, I, just, I just see us selling out a house and so, you know serving the clemson community so
0: so you couldn't theoretically if y'all have some product you can't go to ingles and say hey Work out a deal with them, you we have, to have
2: to go through a distributor. Yep. So it's North Carolina. We like at Dissolver, we were able to um, have two sales guys, and you know, they would go around the city and east coast and um, they could go to an account and start one, and we could sell to them directly. Um, but in South Carolina, you have to go through a distributor. Um, and at you know, our size is just not, you know, to pay the distributor to sell our product is. Um, is not really feasible for us
0: not, not to demonize distributors but yeah, it's basically yeah. like the walmart and the amazon on yeah, a smaller sure. scale.
2: yeah yeah you know they kind of control the market and you know what you sell and what you make and um you know it's they're making money too and they you know they provide a service for the right people um we're just you know we're not we're not on that model yet so but maybe one day um it would be cool we'll have to uh We'll have to completely build a new production facility, but because uh, we're kind of we're full up right now. So, um, but yeah, possibly one day we'll get we'll get out there. But um, yeah, Clemson's taking care of us for now.
0: It's funny you mentioned drinking natural light at tailgates earlier. I- I'm actually perhaps one of the rare people who I love the hoppy uh-huh. beers yeah. for, for the most part. But then when I'm out on the lake or something. A Coors Light uh, it is freaking it's absolutely amazing. refreshing. Yeah, I,
2: I mean, <laughs> I'm gonna tell them myself here, but I mean, it's probably 60% of the beer I drink is either PBR or High Life. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, you can't just be pounding seven percent, you know, IPAs on the beach all day, it's, but
0: it tastes good too. Yeah, like, it's
2: you know, and that's kind, of the, that's kind of the thing with craft beer. It's like, um, it's more of like an appreciation and you know, appreciating the quality of the beer rather than just you know a beverage um you know if you're into cooking or anything like that you obviously you know you want to eat good food um so that's you know kind of the the same idea with craft beer i think so
0: it's interesting talking about sort of a taste appreciation obviously you can you know any average person a novice can tell a an ipa apart from a right pilsner yeah but back decades ago before the I guess the hops revolution. Yep. You know, I guess uh, early two thousands probably it was. Yeah, you know, I, yeah. you know, we, you know, are getting together with friends and 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 you know, you are drinking largely uh, domestic. You know, like like you say, natural light, uh, Coors Light, Bud Light. For, I forget what else there there was back then, but
2: I mean, even like Newcastle was yeah. the closest like craft beer thing. Yeah, it was crazy. Back then. Yeah. Um, yeah,
0: but we we would have a. You'd have arguments. Oh, why are you drinking that Bud Light? That stuff sucks. And I'm like, is there? I don't think there's a, much of a difference between the Coors Light and, and Bud Light. And so we would have taste tests as parties, uh, yeah, where we would have, you know, five domestic beers lined up, uh-huh. and everybody would just fail spectacularly. Yeah. So it's pretty much the same stuff with the, with the d- domestic light. Yeah, beer-ish. I mean
2: they're all you know domestic, you know light American lagers. Um, it's you know they're. I'm not going to bash on the micro guys, but, uh, you know, it's a different process on that scale for sure. And it's, you know, it's a cheaper product cause it has to be, um, you know, we're kind of lucky that we have the resources to like, you know, get weird with things and focus on quality. And, um, so, but yeah, you know, I'll, I'll throw back some, uh, some high life any day.
0: So what did you learn once you started getting into the science of it in terms of the taste? And educating yourself on that—that that you might not have known or 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 been acquainted with before that—and you just knew that you really like craft beers.
2: Yeah, I mean that was that was a huge thing with the brewing program. I mean, we had a semester course of just sensory, um, which I pretty much thought all um, of. The program was going to be just drinking beer in class, but it, <laughs> it was not the case. <laughs> I got my syllabus for my first semester in organic and biochem were on there, and I was like, oh, what did I sign up for? What's that like? It was, it was awesome because it was actually applied to um, fermentation, um, and it was like the world of fermentation is absolutely insane. Um, like I'm not, you know, not even close to an expert on um, – on that side of things, but like just learning the concepts and what's going on, and you know how complicated beer is, is uh was super cool. Um, but yeah, like we like, had, let me interrupt you. I'm yeah, sorry. go for it.
0: Specifically, like, can you put into the layman's terms, like what was so sort of, uh, uh I guess a revelation and as complicated? talking about the fermentation process. Just yeah. trying to, trying yeah, to, so ferment like,
2: you, you, it's a kind of a process from. You know, you start with malted barley, um, and barley has, you know, starches um, that are converted into fermentable sugars in the mash. Um, and that enzymatic process is, you know, we could talk all day about that. And, you know, then it's you're adding hops that have, you know, tons of different molecules and compounds of their own that incorporate different flavors and aromas and bitterness. Um, and then you get on the fermentation side of things, and that's, that's really where beer is made. Like, you know, brewers, uh, you know, we make wort, which is basically a sugary grain tea. um, And then we add yeast and, you know, yeast converts um, those sugars um, into alcohol and other flavor compounds. Um, And that, you know, that's, as they say, where, you know, the magic happens um, and where beer's made. And that that whole process was just, Amazing to see that, you know, this living organism, you know, and really to go back, you know, thousands of years and, you know, they were doing this a long, long time ago. And uh, to see, you know, how that, you know, process came about somehow is just amazing. Um, You know, probably somebody probably left some bread outside and it rained Mm -hmm. and, you know, there's yeast all around us. And um, if you leave any kind of sugar source outside, it will ferment. Um, And then somebody had the bright idea to drink it. (laughs) Um, So yeah, it was just, I mean, it was mind blowing and it's still like, you know, I'm still learning all the time. I don't know anybody, um, you know, whether they're the best brewer I know or, you know, um, it's a constant learning experience. So um, yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty cool.
0: So what's something right now, even at this advanced stage, an example of something that you're still learning or a recent. Uh, oh sort of man. Contemporary.
2: <laughs> a lot. So this, just like getting on this new system has been a lot. So I've, I've worked on, you know, four different systems. And, uh, as far as the brew house goes, mm-hmm. uh, which you have your mash tun, your boil kettle, your two liquor tanks and your fermentation tanks. And I uh, man, like everyone is different. Um, the way they operate, like the efficiencies you have to find with, um, you know, certain systems, you know, differ from, you know, one to the other. And, uh, so that's been big kind of like getting the system dialed in, um, and like, you know, kind of trusting what we know and, you know, figuring out, you know, where our inefficiencies are and, um, just, yeah, just constantly learning what ingredients we like, what yeast we like right now we're using Probably seven to eight different types of yeast, um, and we're just kind of trying to figure out um, what exactly we want to um, keep in house. We're trying to get down to like two or three different yeasts, um, which helps with consistency and quality, um, and just getting you know raw ingredients dialed in um, is a big learning experience as well. So, um, but yeah, it's you know it's a never-ending process.
0: <laughs> So you respond to the ad in I think December you said
2: this. Yep. Um, I talked to Bobby and Brian like late December and kind of told them my story and, um, they, uh, they reached out right away and, um, yeah, we, we had a great conversation our first time and, um, it was great to have the connection. They both went to Clinton and it was great to have the connection. Um, with, you know, what, you know, I've been wanting to do here for the past eight years and what they've been wanting to do for about the same time. Um, so it was really cool to, to have that and uh, to have, like, you know, a, um, a you know, like-minded goal and um, what we wanted to see. So, yeah, I talked to them in December, um, and we kind of finalized me coming on late January. And uh, this place was still getting built out. Um, we're in a brand new um, build out here in Patrick Square, and uh, it, I think it's about an eight-month process. But for what you know has been built here is pretty amazing. Um, Hogan um, Contractors are the guys who built this place, and you know they did a great job. And um, we—I uh, came on in March. We had our firm by the end of March, and then. Uh, we were waiting on our brew house, which <laughs> was uh, supposed to be routed to Charleston and uh, got rerouted to L.A. unbeknownst to anybody um, who was aware of it.
0: You said and brew house? Yeah, so that's our, that.
2: that's our hot side. Um, so you have the hot side of brewing and then the cold side of brewing. So your brew house is your mash tun, your kettle, um, your hot liquor tank, your cold liquor tank. Um, so that's where we actually make that wort, um, which is basically unfermented beer. Um, and then your fermenters are your cold side. So the brew house is pretty important. Um, and we had no idea where it was for about two and a half months. Um, it was rerouted to LA because of the Suez Canal, um, wow. catastrophe. So we finally found out where it was. It ended up being about three months late. So that put us behind, on um, brewing we were hoping to be open um by the end of may and uh and you know that didn't happen but we finally got it here and um it was it was hell on wheels just getting that thing installed making sure it was done right you know getting it cleaned and passivated and ready to brew and um, yeah we we came in we have four 10 barrel fermenters we're on a 10 barrel system um so we measure volume in brewing, um, by barrels, which is 31 gallons. Um, so it's basically two full-size kegs. Um, mm-hmm. your half standard half barrel kegs, 15.5 gallons. Um, so we're brewing about 18 to 20 kegs per batch. It's about 310, 320 gallons. Um, and, uh, yeah, we busted out four brews in four days, let those ferment out, which took about two weeks. And then, busted out four more and we're finally getting in their groove where we're you know not having to push things as much which is great and uh yeah we're one beer away from filling 16 taps so once wow. that yeah once that happens we're uh we can kind of catch our breath a little bit
0: so when you're installing all these tanks and stuff is it you three guys who are doing that or are the people who you've yeah it was, to... it was us
2: it was us so yeah it was um you know it comes fairly pre-assembled i mean you've got you know solid tanks um but all the piping um you know had to be taken apart and cleaned and um yeah we've probably got you know 40 different valves on the brew house alone um all hard pipe to you know different pumps and yeah it's it was definitely a puzzle piece and you know you're 1500 pound tanks and you know they have to be within you know a micro millimeter of each other to fit wow. so yeah it was a, uh, yeah it was quite a process but an awesome learning experience too it was the first brew house i put together so.
0: so you were in asheville for a long time mm-hmm. wilmington for a while obviously you're out west as you said asheville is super crunchy and oh yeah cosmopolitan uh-huh um Athens down the road, very similar. Yeah. And you got Clemson, which, yeah, I'm not knocking it. I mean, I've lived here for 17 years. We yeah. we love the place. Oh, yeah. But a lot different. A, <laughs> a lot, lot different. More, oh yeah. A lot more. Uh, I don't. I don't know. Just not as, uh, not as many cool ideas. I guess. Right. I think that's safe you know, to say. And it's
2: you know, it's so focused around you know the university and sports. It's like it has so much already. Um, but you know, we just we felt that you know it needed something with a little originality and like just different, you know. Um, and the fact that you know it's I don't know, it's 30,000 people here without students. Um, uh, I
0: think it, it's more like sixteen. Is it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. When, so when no students.
2: yeah, with students, we may be getting close to thirty five or forty. Um, Without a brewery, you know, you go to like when I in, growing up, it was like, you know, I was in Rock Hill below Charlotte, and you know, our kind of home brewery was Pisgah up in Black mm-hmm. Mountain, and that was, you know, two hours away. And you know, I think Rock Hill has like seven now, so um, it was just, it was kind of crazy that, you know, um nobody was able to pull the trigger on it and um luckily these guys made it happen um so it's it's super cool to be the first ones in and uh you know hopefully we we can represent well and um yeah it's just a really cool opportunity
0: i know that i guess you you said you opened july 4th
2: july 4th weekend
0: and i know the times i've been here including playing music it's been it was packed out uh yeah uh, I'm y'all, y'all killed it that one day <laughs> I'm, I'm curious uh your expectations your your three guys expectations going mm-hmm. in of all right you know what's the best case scenario of, of the immediate sort of turnout yep. and, and attraction and that compared to what has actually unfolded over the last uh less than a couple months
2: yeah so we're super fortunate to open when we did and you know kind of the middle of summer when it's you know a little slow here um, was actually a good thing um, helped us get our get our feet on ourselves and um, you know get front of house trained up and you know figure out what we were doing wrong and what we were doing right and uh, yeah it's been I mean the response has been awesome already um, so I think you know going into the football season um, we're you know fairly prepared and uh yeah, we're we're just excited to see what happens. And uh but yeah, it's here in Patrick Square has been, you know, it's a great location. Um I know the guys looked at, you know, a few other spots, um a couple downtown or closer to downtown and um, you know, we we just kinda wanted to serve more of, you know, the local scene um and we're we're situated, you know, right? within a ton of residential and you know, people who have been here for, you know, 30, 40 years. And, uh, yeah, they've supported us, you know, amazingly so far.
0: And there's about to be a massive residential community. Yeah. That's like a stone's throw away. I, I'm going to say like 700 homes eventually, or so I, maybe At I'm, I'm, I'm hearing overstating
2: 2000, 2000, i 2000, is absolutely insane <laughs> to think about how much Clemson is growing. Um, it's, yeah, it's, it's, there's a trail system that's, you know, planned um, out. They have about 60 acres um, behind the residential here and they're gonna um, kind of install a trail system that links up to that um, development over there too, um, which will be super cool. We're getting some, you know, biking trails in and, you know, kind of, you know, live in this, uh, you know, this area up and um, yeah, it's awesome. We're surrounded by, you know, Amazing businesses. Um, we got Joe's Pizza. Um, great little Sunnyside breakfast over here. We've got the wine bar across the street. Um, so yeah, it's a it's a great little you know business park for you know um, people to kind of you know gather around and you know you know have that Clemson community and you know culture.
0: How do you plan for foot for a football season in that? I mean, obviously you know you're going to be busier on Thursday. Thursdays and Fridays when more people sure, are in yeah. town, but then Saturdays are just strange because everybody has, or most people have, has uh, have their game day routines. Oh yeah, yeah know, they're, they, down, they're down, they're downtown in the oh, morning yeah. their parking spots, and then yep. after, say like a a, a, a three thirty game, you know, a lot of people are just kind of done with the day. Yeah, <laughs> <and> they're ready <laughs> to, to go get go back home. to Greenville
2: and, so, and Charlotte. You yeah, know. so you just kind of
0: like you're gonna take it as it comes on on game days. You're not really certain how to. Pr- plan for that
2: yeah so it it's definitely going to be interesting because we have no idea how to uh to forecast it and uh yeah i think fridays will be huge sundays should be you know pretty big too um we are putting in a projector in our tap room for game days um so anybody who's not going downtown and needs a place you know to you know come hang out we'll have music um and you know obviously beer and food um so yeah, if if you're not going downtown in the chaos and um and doing it that way, then you know, we're we got something over here too. So
0: is it uh so the 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 notion of TVs, like obviously that's kind of like a uh at some I guess some beer, quote unquote, purists are like, yeah, no TVs, yeah, yeah, None of that's uh, yeah. It's, it's almost impossible to do that. In, it it in is. South that's kind
2: of the that's kind of the model we're going after. Um, you know, we don't we don't want to be you know a sports bar. We want to be you know, um, just focused on more of just, I guess, communion and you know, enjoying, you know, your buddies or you know your better half and, you know, just having to be here and talking instead of watching TV. So that's kind of our focus, um, except on Saturdays. Yeah.
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So what is the, your, your week, what does your week look like in the part where you're actually building out a new brewery? And then, and, and then I guess also in the first month or so, when you're feeling your way around and then what is your anticipated sort of the normal, week like for you when things are up and running and running smoothly yeah what does that look yeah, like
2: yeah so we're we're out of the hole now um yeah To start was you know it was it was chaos there for a little while but uh yeah we're we've we've climbed out of the hole we've gotten our feet under us and um now it's you know once once taps are filled we filled we are basically keeping up with um what we're selling out of house so like you know typically my week is um you know i have a week or two weeks planned in ahead of time and you know i'm monitoring fermentation to figure out you know when beers are going to finish and um kind of you know managing a brew schedule is new to me too um and has been a challenge because you know fermentation is not always on your time Mm. um It is never on your time. So, uh, yeah, trying to, you know, figure out schedule and, um, you know, keeping up with beers. We have, I think, four flagships on right now that we'll have on all year. Um, So, you know, trying to line up schedule when, you know, one of those is done and having the next one on deck ready um, has been – we're kind of getting into that now um, because those first few batches are finishing up. Our our West Coast – IPA was, um, the first one to finish last week. And, uh, yeah, we, we got the, we got the next one right in time. So, um, yeah, that's kind of the challenge right now. And, um, but we're, we're down to about usually one brew day a week, um, kind of alternating one and two brew days a week. Um, brew days typically about 10 hours. So, uh, yeah, once we, uh, once we're prepared and full, um, yeah, we'll be about down to one brew day a week, which will be huge. Um, I, you know, I got uh, one of our guys in the the kitchen is helping me in the back. He's been he's been awesome. He's super into it, and uh, so it's it's cool to be you know training somebody and having an assistant. And uh, yeah, so we're getting there.
0: When you say y'all are out of the hole now, and at some points, it was chaos before. What does that look like and feel like to a, to a brewer? What, what, what is, how do you define that?
2: Um, fairly uncomfortable. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, just, I mean, just the amount of detail that you, you goes into a brew day and, like, you know, just writing a recipe is pretty extensive um, and can be stressful. And, you know, when you're trying to throw four of those in a row – and uh you know hoping for the best product you can possibly put out to the public um is yeah it was it was chaos um but it you know with our brew house being that late it you know we we had to do what we had to do and um you know I, I, we're super happy with what we got out out of the gate and um they you know i'm just excited to keep improving and um but yeah, it's you know finally getting into a really good spot. So.
0: Is there a gap between what the typical brewer thinks is really good and what the general public is receptive to?
2: Um, yeah, I would say most people like my beer more than I do because I'm, <laughs> I'm really hard on myself. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean it's it's our job. Like I nitpick. Um, I remember our. Professor, like the first day of class back in brewing school, he was like, you know, like if you really like beer and you don't want to be judgmental, you should probably just, you know, not do this because um, it is like, you know, it's it's a part of your life now, and you know, it's you know, I'm critiquing everything I do, like you know, it's it's hard not to critique other breweries, um, but also on the you know the the other side of the coin is just like that much more appreciation when quality is there um is super cool um and i'm i'm the least pretentious beer snob you could probably probably meet but um yeah it's cool to uh it's kind of cool to pick apart quality and um whether it's great or good or not so good and because um, you learn from those things
0: let's talk Football, what do you, what's your take on this season? Uh, you're, you're on TI all the time, you said.
2: Yeah, I've been a TI member for probably 12 years now, um, since my freshman year uh, up here. And, uh, yeah, it's been, I mean, what a ride, man. Um, but it's, we're in, it's such a, an amazing place where we're at right now. And I think this year is, you know, um, it's, looking as good as ever um i ran into dj downtown a couple of weeks ago and he's an absolute monster <laughs> um
0: could pass for a an offensive tackle i mean he
2: just like looks like cam newton it's insane <laughs> um but uh and freaking slings it man um so yeah i mean just our d is looking amazing i can't wait to see like brian Berzees a beast i can't wait to see him out there and getting some sacks but yeah it's coming you know out of the gate with george's big man yeah. so uh yeah if we can if we can get that one under our belts you know we're we're sitting pretty it looks like for the rest of the season you know how it is in the acc but um you know it's i love the kind of mentality we have and what Dabo, dabo's brought and you know every every game's the first game type deal and um So yeah, I'm, I'm super confident, man. If, you know, if we, if we end up, you know, taking an L to Georgia, I think we'll be fine. You know, we went out and um, get the ACC championship and hopefully be back in there. But, you know, I, uh, I don't expect to lose those guys.
0: (laughs) Mike Fuller, welcome back to the community, man. And, uh, thanks for adding something to this community. I really, really, I think I speak for a lot of people. We really appreciate it. Awesome, man. man. Thank you. The beer's fantastic. So Thank you, man. If you're in the Eastern Midlands and PD area and you're in any way interested in buying and selling a home, When you're ready for a complete renovation in your home or business, open the door to more with Harris Home and Harris Commercial. Their local experienced team will totally transform any room space from beautiful floor coverings to construction to finished details. Harris handles every step of your renovation process, whether it's a kitchen or living room or an industrial or educational setting, like some of the positively stunning work they've done at Clemson University. Go to discoverharris.com and experience a total renovation transformation from Harris Home and Harris Commercial. Another loyal supporter? Of the Dubcast is Blackacre Law Firm in Greenville, a subsidiary of Parm Smith and Archenthold. Blackacre helps South Carolina residents achieve their dreams of home ownership by providing experienced professional representation for real estate closings. Attention to detail is crucial in real estate law. Blackacre is committed to making sure nothing gets by them preparing residential or commercial closings. Blackacre also offers estate planning services for their clients in the Greenville area. Find out more about Blackacre at 864-326-3507. want to share a quick word about Founders Federal Credit Union. If you've been to a sporting event in Clemson, you've probably heard about Founders already. They are the official credit union partner of the Clemson Tigers. In addition to that, all Clemson faculty, staff, and students are eligible for membership as well as IPTA members. Matt Gross is a proud Clemson alum and the vice president for the Clemson Market for Founders Federal Credit Union. Matt's office is located beside the Walmart Neighborhood Market on Old Greenville Highway in Clemson. For more information, go to foundersfcu.com. All right, joined by Bobby Congdon, got to get that right. That's right. One of the co-owners of Kite Hill Brewing Company. Um, first of all, magnificent place. I think I speak for a lot of folks. Um, you, w- w- What I'm really interested in talking to you about is you work at Clemson. Correct. And you are doing this, which I cannot wrap my mind around. It doesn't seem like there are enough hours in a, a day or a week or a month. Explain.
1: There are, are not enough hours. Um I should say, you know, maybe I'm doing research at Clemson to add more hours to the day or something <laughs> like that. Um I I'm making it work right now, uh burning burning through a lot of uh annual leave uh right now and have a forgiving boss at likes beer, but uh <laughs> that helps. Um, yeah. Yeah, I I'm, I'm trying to make it work. It, you know, it is nice that I can do some of my work remote, you know, from the brewery so instead of work from home, I'm work from brewery sometimes. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's 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 a challenge, and then with a the family as well, you know, two two kids and a wife that somehow want to see me every now and then. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's getting along though. What do you do at Clemson? Uh, so I'm the assistant director at the Sunoco Institute of Packaging Design and Graphics. So
0: that's a real job. You're it's not, a real job. You're yeah. Like a, you're not like a, a, a I don't know, assistant lecturer or something. Yeah, right.
1: Yeah, it's, well, th- those are real jobs too. But well, they yeah, are. i yeah, am yeah, not
0: nothing against those guys. Yeah, no.
1: This is a yeah. I mean, it's a it's a full big job of responsibilities and staff and. Luckily, I have a great staff that can, you know, help out when I'm not when I'm not there, and I'm accessible, so that, that helps as well.
0: So, what gave you the idea going in that, yeah, I can pull that off?
1: Well, I, I think originally the idea was I, I would just do the brewery full time, um, but then the kind of the economics of it, um, you know, Clemson with benefits is it's a nice gig. Yeah. Um, I I like what I do over there as well, so uh, you know, maybe down the road we'll reevaluate see yeah but for now it's, wor- it's working out
0: when was this idea hatched uh by you and your co-owner brian
1: so i you know i started homebrewing uh back in 2005 uh, actually right down the road from here uh, the apartments, just you know just down just down from where inside the brewery is now
0: apartment. Was that? inside your apartment yeah okay. yeah,
1: yeah yeah um some in there and then some with a co-worker uh who lived over in pendleton um you know just little five gallon batches so we did started doing that in 2005 uh, so I, you know I think probably by the third batch we you know started talking yeah you know, as we were drinking and brewing about yeah, it'd be cool to open a brewery in Clemson uh, so you know that, that persisted for years and years and common sense said you yeah, know don't do that <laughs> that's, yeah. that's insane uh, but then I, I was I was actually looking at looking at this email today it was, it was about four about four years ago uh, this fall uh, I sent an email to, to Brian uh, the co-owner Uh I'd been drinking beer that night and, and got, got the idea, like, yeah, we should actually do this. <laughs> yeah. Because he and I had talked about it before then as well. Uh, and then with his uh, his background in chemical engineering and his MBA, it was kind of a nice fit. So, yeah, I had the kind of the, the brewing experience and, um, you know, some some creative experience in the, in the past and then, you know, his more business and, and process orientation. It was kind of a nice fit.
0: And then... When was it actually hatched? Like we're going to do this. Well, like, as far as the, the date or it the,
1: was shortly like, after that drunken email. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, yeah, um, yeah, we, we you know we, we sent an email and then a few days later we talked. He was living up in Vermont at the time. Um, you know, his wife had a postdoc appointment up there in in, uh, in Burlington. So I think maybe a year later he moved down, and, and we had already kind of started working on a business plan and started scouting locations. Uh, he made a few trips down here. We you know looked at various areas. You know, we really wanted to be in Clemson. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was like super important to us. You know we didn't want to be you know in Seneca or Anderson or or wherever. We wanted to be in Clemson, Clemson address and everything. Uh, so that is, we ended up on the like the third location here. Um, love it here. So. Yeah.
0: What's what's been the 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 craziest day for you i guess also incorporating your your quote-unquote day job at clemson and like if that you can think back to as as this was getting off the ground
1: uh there's been a lot of crazy days <laughs> <laughs> yeah just you yeah, know we, we, we you know earlier this year uh we you know we had a lot of those days and weekends we were here you know putting stuff together walking cooler glycol lines you know stuff like that trying to do as much as we could ourselves those days were pretty insane and then um yeah, that, that month kind of leading up to opening was just a lot of long hours, you know, working my Clemson job during the day and then coming here in the evenings and kind of getting stuff ready to, to open up.
0: Mm-hmm. I asked, I asked uh, Mike this as well, but you probably had certain, I guess, rough expectations going in about the response and reception over the first couple of months of the of, of being Open. How has that squared with what has actually happened over the last uh, two or so months?
1: I mean, it's been good. I mean, you know, we, we had kind of set out to build this place that was, you know, we were making good beer in a cool location. You know, both of those were kind of important to us. I mean, the good beer was sort of a given. We had to, yeah. had to make that, so we hired Mike. Um, but, you know, the location was super important to us. We wanted a place where everybody felt welcome. Yeah, you come out here, bring your kids, sit outside in the grass. Um, so it's, yeah, I, I think we we did that, and the, the response from the community I've heard is, you know, you guys got a really cool cool space here. You know, people feel comfortable, coming, sitting outside, inside. You know, bringing their kids, bringing their families, bringing their pets. So,
0: what are you envision for football season? I guess football is just kind of a different animal in terms of. On Saturdays, people are doing yeah. their own thing, and like, what do you what What are your expectations for that?
1: I have no idea what to expect. <laughs> I guess we'll find out very soon, right? <laughs> Two weeks away. Um, I don't know when you're broadcasting this, but yeah, we're a couple weeks away from uh, from home football games. Hey, I expect the Fridays before might be kind of insanity yeah, here.
0: Thursdays and Fridays, I would imagine.
1: Game day. I don't know. Yeah. Hey, you know I, I kind of hope people swing by and pick up some beer to go and take to their tailgate. But uh, yeah, we, we we got a TV we're going to hang on the wall so we can. You know, we we you know, this is our first football season owning a brewery so yeah, i don't think we'll be going to many games but uh, we're, so we're going to watch them from here maybe others will join us
0: <laughs> Well Bobby thanks for joining us man great job it's it's wonderful to have a place like this just a mile down the road from my house so awesome. i'm going to be yeah. here quite a bit so thank you Appreciate it All right finally joined by Brian Leggett I, Brian thanks for joining us uh, first of all thanks for having me Um it's going to be hard for you to top Bobby's story of working trying to juggle a full time, the full-time job he does at Clemson with starting a brewery. What's
3: your story? So I do business development for a contract manufacturer in Wisconsin, which is about a 50-hour-a-week job. Um, the pandemic made it a little bit easier to get this done because it got really, really busy in the last year. Um, but short version of the story is just working 90 to 100 hours a week the last few months.
0: 90
3: to 100? Yep, yep seven days a week we've been here most nights all through the weekends especially leading up to the open um, but once we got once the construction got close to being finished um, we were in here doing something we did as much work as we could on our own uh, put the walk in ourselves um, sell all the equipment um, so it was, was a lot of work in a sort of compressed time period
0: is that 90 to 100 is it pretty much 50 50 between the two
3: or <laughs> <laughs> I think so. I I think in the few months before open and up till now it's been pretty evenly. Um, I travel for work, which is starting to happen a little bit more now. Um, so I'm I'm out and away a little bit more. Um, but a lot of the things that I handle I, I don't have to be physically present for also.
0: And now and you and Bobby both have families?
3: We do. I have a nine month old infant who I wish that I was spending more time with.
0: And then he—how many kids does he He's have? He's got two kids. Wow, that's so. Was the last day off you had?
3: Um, my wife's been making me take Sunday afternoons, but the, I couldn't tell you the last time I had a. F- well, that's not true. I took a two-week vacation to Spain okay. uh, recently, but I did a little bit of work every day. Is the ultimate,
0: I guess, uh, aspiration to maybe just do this by itself? Or if you don't want to talk, if you you don't want to comment. For uh, me,
3: no, I think for Bobby, yes. Okay. Um, I think I've I've had jobs where I traveled for more than 10 years now, and I feel like I need to do that. Um, And I don't know, I mean, it's great hanging out here and it's fun working here, but I don't think it would be as fulfilling if that was the only thing I was doing. So I think I'll always do a little bit of both we've got a great management team here. Um, the staff handles a lot of the heavy lifting. Um, right now, we're just trying to get everything sort of ironed out where we want it and and get a program in place that, that, that the team can execute on. And then, hopefully, Bobby and I just hang out on weekends and drink beer. Is it
0: uh, is surprising at all that Clemson has not had an actual brewery until now?
3: It, it is. And if you look at the numbers out there, you know, we're the, the last major college town to get a brewery. Um, I'm not. I mean, it's a challenging. It's a challenging environment to open one, but uh, I'm still surprised that nobody beat us to it.
0: When you say it's a challenging environment, what do you mean?
3: For the size of town that it is, the real estate's expensive. Um, there's not a lot of locations that are, you know, the prototypical brewery location. You know, an old industrial space you're trying to repurpose. Um, Patrick Square kept sweetening the deal for us a little bit to get us over here, um, and. After we, you know, we made that decision, it started to make a whole lot more sense. You know, the year-round residents in Clemson are on this side of town. Um, We're outside of the traffic issues. Um, And I think if we'd gone somewhere else or if we'd been on 123 somewhere, it would have just been a, it would have been a mess.
0: What is it like, um, I'm sure the first month or two, an important part is feedback and and, and constructive criticism. I really like this. Uh, Not so much that. What what have you heard? What's that like? through sort of that process, as you're learning, I guess um, as much as anything.
3: I think um, a lot of the feedback we've getting we've been getting has been overwhelmingly positive. Um, people seem to really love the space. They love the food, which was something we were really worried about. Um, we have had some legitimate critiques of some some things that have happened, but they've been outliers. But I think overall, most of our feedback's been positive. Our friends have been really really great about you know breaking down exactly how their visit went and how you know and how they perceive things going. But I think that, you know, our team's done a a spectacular job. Mike's done an amazing job with the beer. Um, Couldn't be happier with that. And so I think it's been a great experience for people overall. Mostly just trying to find ways to um, sort of add to what we've already got um, to make it, you know, a more complete experience, I guess, and especially as we transition into the crazy time of the year.
0: As you're transitioning into a time where it's it's somewhat unpredictable with game days and all that, is there a a line between – a great crowd, numbers wise, and being able to serve everybody in a timely way in an inventory fashion as well, and then too many people in a a night? Is that kind of a dumb question or?
3: Too many people scenario is kind of the nightmare scenario. Um, So we've got a plan in place where we can, you know, we're going to bring a jockey box in we're going to have like a you know an area away from the bar where you can also get beer There'll just be you know a couple selections from there um we've got some extra point of sale systems we're going to bring everybody in these first few football weekends and see how that goes the nightmare scenario is that we sell beer at a faster rate than we can produce um we've got some contingency plans if something like that happens it seems unlikely um and we've got you know we're adding a, you know a, a a style every week, um, so so we'll have a pretty broad selection when when that first rush hits here. Um, and I think it'd be hard for to sell out of anything. Um, but it is. There's been a lot of sleepless nights on that. You know? mm-hmm. But we want to. I guess the, the tricky part is trying to maintain the level of service that we want people to experience when there's an order of magnitude jump in the number of people coming through the door.
0: Obviously, we have some excellent breweries uh, short drives away and. Asheville, Athens, is is there one that you have been to and that you have in mind is that's the ideal uh, that, that I'd like to sort of emulate and borrow from or... Or maybe actually say, what's your favorite brewery outside My of My favorite
3: brewery? That's So everybody that I don't name will get <laughs> <laughs> It's a small community. Um, there's a lot of great new breweries opening. There's a lot of um, just in the upstate, there's some great stuff. Um, Kiwi's doing uh, an amazing job out there, and they're, they're nearby. We've got a, another one that's opening in Easley just a few miles up the road in the next few weeks, um, and the brewer that's responsible for that makes incredible beer. Um But there, I mean, the upstate's kind of blessed with that. Everyone looks at Asheville um, with the number of breweries they have up there, but we've got a great number down here. As far as emulating, there's a tap room in Greenville that I would love for us, the community tab. There's a couple Mm -hmm. locations up there. Um, And when when we were in this planning phase and, you know, kind of, it's not just about the beer. Uh, Sometimes I tell people it's not about the beer, but, you know, our vision to have this community gathering space that was something for everybody. um, A lot of that, I think, is based off to some extent, some of the first time I went to a beer garden in, in Munich, um, but also kind of what you're seeing in these these neighborhood uh, breweries and tap rooms, where it's just you can go in there and somebody from the neighborhood's there, and there's you know friendly face behind the bar and something you want to drink.
0: Clemson compared to some of those other places like Asheville and Athens, really small, a mm-hmm. different culturally. Is it a bit of a leap of faith doing something like this, or do you, or, or is it more of there? More of you sense a definite demand, uh, even though there are those factors, and 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 that there are a ton of people who still like to to go out and drink good beer. There,
3: there's definitely a demand there. Um, when I, there's a limited number of places where you can sit down and have a great beer, uh, where you can bring the whole family, where parking's not a mess, um, so. It, is there? I don't think that there's like some critical mass of beer nerds that you need to have a successful brewery because really it's more than just you know the beer nerds. For the most part, a lot of those guys are just going to come in, they're going to get a flight rack, they're going to check in on Untapped, and they're going to move on to the mm-hmm. next place. Um, but as far as a place for the you know the more adult community, but also I mean we're still here for the the students that are of age um, that can bring their whole family. There's food that, that everyone can eat. There's something to drink other than beer for people that don't drink beer. Um, I think there was a big need for that, um, and, and I think we're doing a good job of filling that.
0: I would agree. Brian, thank you all for joining us, and uh, really looking forward to having you guys around. I really yeah, appreciate th- your presence here. Thanks for coming out. Okay, awesome stuff there. Really interesting and, at least for me, really enlightening, too. Learning more about all the things that go into putting a brewer together, putting out a great product. Appreciate them joining us Kite Hill Brewing Company today. Also appreciate our sponsors, including Jack Oliver's, who's back this season. Really appreciate that. Most of all, appreciate all of you for hitting play every week. Appreciate it. Be safe. Have a great weekend. Cheers.